It's time! Streaming live from Cleveland, Ohio! Presenting the undefeated, undisputed heavyweight podcast of the world! The Big Play! Reflux Show! Welcome to the Big Play Reflog Show. I'm your host, Nick Padone, in studio, packed house. Gabriella Cruz, producer, Big Play Dave, Chris McNeil, and our very special guest this week, Mr. Rafa El Alcalde. <laughs> Rafa, what's going on? How are you, everybody? You know, you can see that the sign of the times moved. The first time I was on this show, I had just moved to Cleveland. And I think Chris had like a half green screen and you could see the garage. <laughs> and now we're in a studio right in front of the runway. I, I mean, it's I, I feel like a superstar here. <laughs> we Chris come still a long has way. half a green screen. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> we still left Chris in his garage. Chris, what's going on, man? AFC Championship game, NFC Championship game. We are wrapped up and uh, we got two weeks till the Super Bowl. Yeah, two pointless weeks, right? I mean, it's always the worst in yeah. radio is these two weeks because they get on all those guys that have something to pimp and, you know, the old <laughs> veterans. And they usually don't have interesting stories. You look forward to the interesting ones, and they never are. So now we'll just kind of make it through the next two weeks and probably a Super Bowl that, I don't know, we'll get into it, but I don't know that this is going to be that exciting of a Super Bowl either. Yeah, we will definitely get into that. I think this week we're also going to talk some Pro Bowl uh, yes, who doesn't love <laughs> Woo-hoo. that? Woo-hoo. Whoa, Pro Bowl talk. But also, we're lucky. We're a three-city sports town, so we're going to talk a lot of Cavs. That's why we have Rafa in studio. Uh, after that, we're going to get into some Cleveland headlines brought to you by Shaq News, and we're going to wrap things up with Big Play Bets presented by Tipico Sportsbook, the exclusive sports betting partner of the Big Play Network. So let's get things going with Power Rank Monday. All righty, this Power Rank Monday is brought to you by Labatt. The Pro Bowl is this week. Um, the good news is that they got rid of the actual game itself, finally. Uh, this year, it's a new format. There's going to be eight different events ranging from seven-on-seven flag football games to tug-of-war to dodgeball contests. And it's, it's pretty much like field day, you know, is, <laughs> is kind of what it feels like. So we are going to power rank the Pro Bowl events that we are most excited to see. So here I have the, the list of events in front of me, and, and boy, is it a good one. Dodgeball, water balloon toss, longest golf drive. Mm. I feel like Dave and Chris could be interested in that. Mostly me. Go on. QB <laughs> accuracy. I would like to see QB accuracy with play. Players that aren't quarterbacks. Like, I would like to see yeah. how accurate Wyatt Teller is. I think that would be funny. Um, best catch contest, relay race, tic-tac-toe with field goals, tug-of-war, and flag football. Anybody, I'm opening up the floor. Typical Browns fan. Already starting the quarterback controversy. Watch Wyatt Teller throw a couple of bullets and then, like, oh, he should be the one. He should be the backup quarterback next year. <laughs> you you got to give him a chance. <laughs> <laughs> Chris, oh, before we get into these, what are we doing at the Pro Bowl, man? Like it's 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 a broken thing and <laughs> it continues to be broken. What is this? This is basically Wii Sports, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, they just took a bunch of those ideas and threw it together. You said it was field day, same thing. Did you guys have field day back at school? Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, we get the participant. Big yeah. deal. Big deal. Oh yeah. 
who is going to screw it up? You, you don't want to pick a wrong partner for that. Yeah. Well, that's exactly right, right? And participant ribbons at the end of it, that was always the good time when you collect all those participant ribbons back in the day. But uh, yeah, I don't know. I'm not really digging this. It might be interesting for a little while. Uh, we'll see. Like uh, we had talked about before the show, what you don't want to have is anybody get hurt. I mean, that would be amazing if they cancel this thing and then all of a sudden somebody gets hurt in like the water balloon toss or something, mm-hmm. pulls a hammy. That'd be unbelievable. <laughs> Just play Madden. Really? I don't know. I feel like sports as a whole is expanding to such a Gen Z audience. I mean, look at the Cavs with the Cavs Legion have like their own whole esports mm-hmm. team that competes professionally. Just let the guys play mad. I mean, most of the guys like playing. I get that probably like Wyatt Teller, again, probably isn't the biggest Madden guy just from judging him off of looks. But I don't know. I, I just feel like <laughs> it's supposed to be. I don't, oh, my God. I, he wrestles alligators. You think he sits down in front of the PS5 at night and just touche? Believe it or not, they probably all play. And I think it'd be, I, I would be more interested in seeing a little more like Wild World of Sports. Yeah, kind of like Jim McKay and running, you know, maybe again, going back to you don't want to see anybody get hurt, but maybe putting them in a bag in, ca- in a batting cage, like yeah. the way, the same way they're yeah. going to do the longest drive. Mm-hmm. That's interesting to see how athletic these guys are and do something else. But again, it's the Pro Bowl. There's supposed to be a football. It's supposed to be yeah. an all star game, a football game, obviously. It has gone downhill. I used to love it when I had to go to Hawaii to cover it for a week. I couldn't care less if the game was bad. You know, I had a week in Hawaii. (laughs) I wish they did a little more like arcade games, like the Papa Shot or Have them play video games. You know how much they would get into that? Yeah. Yeah. Even like some throwback, like just play Pac-Man. Who could survive the the longest in Pac-Man? Because, yeah, I think some of these will be a hit, like full disclosure. Like I could see tug of war being a hit because they're going to get the biggest guys. And then controversially, you know, they could get the kickers and have the kickers battle it out at tug of war. But then some of the stuff I think is just an absolute flop. Yeah. But you know what? We're actually talking about it. And in years past, we're like, skip this segment, skip this segment. The Pro Bowl sucks. So this is this is better, I guess. Are you gonna check it out, or are you guys gonna check out the Pro Bowl this year to see the new format? Definitely. Tug of War. One hundred percent. Longest drive for sure. I want to watch this. Yeah. yeah. No, I'm all in on the water balloon toss. Yeah, that's a, yeah. that's a big one. Should have a slam dunk contest with this guy. I'm, right. I'm sure Miles Garrett will win that. Yeah, yeah. He, he'd have my he'd have my vote. My bet. <laughs> All right, let's move right on to the featured interview this week. Whoa, whoa, whoa! Did we do what? What, what are we doing? Here? You're doing power ranking. Yeah, power power yeah come on. Oh, okay. Ahead of yourself. We, we're power ranking the Pro Bowl events we're most excited to see. So we know. All right, we already know Tug of War is number one. Number one. What? What, Chris? Let me ask this. I mean, is there anything on the line? Like, is it like AFC versus NFC? Have they said anything? I, 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 I haven't more? seen I think anything. we've done more marketing for it in these last, <laughs> let me check here, seven minutes than right. the league has as a whole. So, Where is it taking place? Let's <laughs> this thing up. Like, let's go full squid game with this stuff. Let's oh have some God. real consequences. You know, have a player who's not, who has to sit like several games if they lose or something on a team. Oh, I mean, geez. if they're going to make this count, let's make this thing count. This would be fun. So it's taking place. Earn draft picks. It's taking place well, in Vegas. Um, yeah, the, at the Raiders hey, practice. Well, have, a, have a blackjack. Have a blackjack tournament. Have a poker tournament. I mean, you want to have it in Vegas? I was, I was thinking, yeah, some. Oh, man. So, it, so. Which event are we putting number one? Let's just get right to number one. Tug of war. Tug of war. Tug of war. Okay. And then I think we go. Oh, the relay race would be so fun. I think too. relay, yeah, but depending on who's yeah. in it. It, it could be to... hilarious. So right. in track, we'd always make the throwers once a year do a four by four. Yeah, that's And it fun. is the best thing you've ever seen. <laughs> they should do like the revenge of the nerds tournament. With yes. the guy, you know? yes. Yeah. Like riding on the tricycle, Traveling. like chugging a beer after every lap. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that's funny. Make it entertaining. <laughs> but I, I vote for the longest drive. I think I'll, I'm interested right. to see what these guys have. They're all talented. I mean, they're... Yeah. And I think we definitely know, too, like the golfers of the group, right? Like mm-hmm. we've learned which football players are really good. I mean, hell, TNT put together a whole thing a couple of years yeah. back during COVID with, uh, with Brady and everything. So, yeah, the longest drive could be fun because we know a lot of those guys could play. I'm with Gab. I'm looking forward to the water balloon toss. I think be. that'll be cool. I think I like, think that'll be so boring. I think that'll be I the know. worst, by far the worst event. I tell out you there. what, I just witnessed a, a, th- a water balloon throwing with us when we were in Phoenix after okay. we 
committed a lot of errors, a lot of mistakes, a lot of turnovers. After the practice in Phoenix, after the game, we had a, we they took a, they oh, took the yeah, guys out to that. the out to the football field and they made everybody pick a, a teammate, oh, a player. Okay. And by the way, Isaac Okoro was so insulted that he was the last guy picked. In <laughs> 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 and then it was just you know them throwing the ball and trying to catch it and then moving backwards and then only hands and yeah. So I don't know how I don't know how entertaining that would be. It all depends on what kind of production they're gonna. Was do it entertaining yeah. to you? Was it entertaining to you? It was more entertaining at the end when everybody had the leftover balloons and they were throwing them at coach. And oh, okay, yeah. <laughs> that's true. Well, we might see some of that then, yeah. and then we get our we get our excitement. But I'll tell you what, these guys are competitive, and it doesn't matter it doesn't what matter. they're playing. Absolutely, they want to beat whoever they're playing again. So it might be entertaining. Yeah, this Chris, is Chris what's your vote? This is like I, I was going to say, Rafa, who won? For the Cavs, because I saw that segment where they said they were doing that out there, and they really didn't go into detail over who was. Yeah, there, I'm trying was, to remember because at the end it was, uh, who was it? I, I forget who was it, who won at the. I have it recorded. I'll find out for you. I promise you, I'll bring you the update. <laughs> <laughs> but I, uh, I forget who won. Garland's got to be up there. Rubio's got. Garland was hand. out easy. Was out early. Rubio was Great. one of the last guys out, and he, the the balloon exploded in his hand, even though he tried to catch it. Oh. So did for Mobley. So I don't know. Oh. Then, oh, it, okay. I don't. I, maybe they have a better way to to water the balloons over there in Vegas. It's I don't know. true. Yeah, you know. Yeah, you every get... now and again, you can get an old balloon and it hits right. your hands and just crumbles. Right. It's like, come on. You that, could have a perfect a, catch. Yeah, have soft and it just, hands. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, we. I feel like we had a good childhood. For sure. Did you guys do shaving cream fights too? No. That was also. Maybe fun. you should have their own big play edition here. You have enough room outside. <laughs> do, it, own, do it right out on the have your own. Way. Have your own tournament. Sure, the airport would love that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> All right. Enough Pro Bowl. Okay, enough Pro Bowl. Cool. Let's move well, on. We didn't even touch on the best event, did we? I, I mean, come on. Tug by war. far. What? No. What? No, no, no. What were you thinking, Dodgeball. Chris? Oh. Dodgeball. Yeah. If you can dodge a wrench. Come on. All right. NFL players just launching those that balls at cool. each other from 10 feet away. That's fantastic stuff right there. Who gets no? a broken Agreed. nose? Agreed. 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 I feel like it's exactly what you think it's going to be, though. Dodgeball? Yeah. Now, now, it depends on what kind of balls they use. Are they going to use, like, the softballs, or are right. they going to use, like, the rubber balls? They should use the rubber balls, because that's what you'd always go for. Yeah. <laughs> Those hard-ass rubber balls. Man, you catch one wanted to use bowling balls. <laughs> for, for the dodgeball segment, they should have the guys from the movie do the commentating. That would be incredible. Yeah, that would be funny. Right. Yes. Or even just put them in the game. Yeah. I like it. All right. We're moving on. We're talking Cavs. Um Middle of the season, really, already. So let's get into our featured interview this week. All righty, not on the Labatt Blue Line, but instead in <laughs> studio with us. Featured interview this week. Moving on out. We're joined by Cavs bilingual play-by-play announcer Rafa in studio. Rafa, we haven't had you on since the Cavs acquired Donovan Mitchell. Yeah. I think that's the thing that everybody wants to talk about in Cleveland when you're talking Cavs. How has he changed the dynamic of this team, the energy around this team? Because we saw last year the Cavs were fun. We blew that up with the internet and it almost got a little bit annoying at the end of the Cavs are fun, the Cavs are fun, the Cavs are fun. But now it feels like the Cavs are good. The Cavs have some expectations. How has Donovan Mitchell kind of changed all that? You know, I, could, I think I can summarize saying this. For, for those of us who are in the East Coast and barely, rarely get to watch the West Coast team, maybe when they're on this side of the coast, Donovan Mitchell is whatever we thought he was, and then some, and a lot some. I think he's a really good dude off the court, and you can tell that on the court he, he demands the respect from everybody else, and he's shown that he can do he can walk the talk on the court. But I think that his addition, aside from the fact that all the numbers and leading, leading the team in scoring, having career year in everything, every category you can put on, the fact that he was able to blend in with whatever we had already, you know, that chemistry that we found last season. And Donovan Mitchell came in, and the first thing he told JB when he was asked, you know, how, 
what can we use you? You know, JB trying to get to know him, and, and Donovan said, use me whichever way you think I'm, I'm good for the team. Yeah. And, and I think that, that, that says a lot about him and, and about the professional he is, even though he's still only 26 mm. years old. You know, yeah. He's one of the older guys in the, in the core, but he's still a kid. Yeah. How exciting was it to call his 71-point game? You know, it, it is one of those things that you hear the 81 by Kobe and obviously with the 100 by, by uh, what's his name, uh, Chamberlain. Yeah. It's kind yeah, of like a myth because... Yeah, there was no... There's no video, there's no nothing about it, just a picture of him holding the paper. And to see it and the way he did it, coming back from, the, from that deficit and just nearly perfect in the second half, in the fourth quarter and overtime... It was, and then you know, on top of that, he gets the rebound of the miss, the miss free throw. So it was, it was incredible to see. And I, I always said this: after the transformation at the Fieldhouse, you can only fit a little bit less than twenty thousand people. I think I have met close to a half a million people that had told me they were there that night. <laughs> <laughs> it's that's like a, that's the how Len big Barker. It was. <laughs> <laughs> that's good well you talk about him being so excited to play with that young core and i think we've all heard the story now at this point that he was at the golf course and when he found out that none of those young pieces got traded mm -hmm. to utah you know he threw his club in the air and he was so excited to be coming to cleveland where were you when that news went down and what was your reaction i wasn't as excited as he was in terms of at the moment that it happened because he totally killed my labor day weekend in miami <laughs> <laughs> the moment i started seeing you know because in the I don't know if it happens like that in baseball, if there is a watch in baseball or in, or in football, but when it happens and watch says something on his mm -hmm. Twitter, you know there's something to it. Yeah. And when he tweeted, first of all, we were nowhere near the conversation, at least to the public. Right. You know, now we learn that they were brought into the into the conversation a lot earlier than everybody thinks that we were. And when it was announced, I knew I had to come back right away because he was going to be introduced and everything. Yeah. But then, again, once you meet the guy and you realize what a real true dude he is, he's just like a good guy. And, and that, that says a lot to me when, he, when you meet somebody and obviously what he does on the court. And we knew he was good. We knew Donovan Mitchell had averaged over 20 points and gotten better every year in Utah. And... Once you see him working every day and, and, and the kind of guy he is, it's really exciting for, for everybody to, to have him here. For sure. Well, everybody here has been to a Cavs game this year. Tell us about the atmosphere over at Rocket Mortgage. It's been great. I mean, it, it, the, the fans, I still think, you know, everybody's, and, and don't, get me, don't get me wrong, we have one of the best fan base there is in the NBA. There are times that we could be a little more into the game in terms of like when the team is down 10 and they cut it to six, that's when they, that's when the home crowd mm -hmm. get takes into effect. But we have been loud. And I think that is directly related to the, the relationship and the fun that you can see the guys are having on the court kind of over, over, over spills to the, to the stand. But I, I, I love the, the feeling at the field house tomorrow. It's going to be a playoff field. I think Donovan Mitchell said it already, you know, we're playing the heat and the heat is, yeah chasing us and they're probably going to come and want a piece of us since last time they were here and everybody was hurt and we took them to the cleaner so it, it should be a good game but the fans have been okay the fans not okay have been great but it, we we need to start getting ready for louder when it comes down <laughs> to the playoff rafa when you're announcing games and you're going around the country which arenas in particular do you like the most to go to and, and which ones do you just hate when you have to go to those games? Madison Square Garden and Staples Center, whatever it's called now, are on my bucket list. Number one spot, when they decide to tear those places down, I want to be there to push the button. <laughs> I think. Really? They, yes. Uh, even though Madison Square Garden, to me, will always be special because that's the first place 25 years ago where I called up my first ever play-by-play -play gig, St. John's against Niagara. That was my first ever gig, you know, walking to Madison Square Garden. Every time I walk in there, it's special for that. But the way they treat at least me on the Spanish side is just horrible. And then, it, oh. it, you know, we're all the way up on the roof. Oh, you, you tweeted about that, right? Yeah. Yes, you were, you were in the nosebleeds. Trap. I had a mouse trap in my, in, my, in my booth this time that I was oh. there. Oh. And, it was the, and, and I'm telling you, I'm a New Yorker. 
And I know that the rats in New York City were doing bench press with that mousetrap that I almost <laughs> cut my toe. <laughs> it was a really small one for the size of the rats that you see in New York City. But uh, I, I, when you ask me that, is in terms of me personally, those places, because they never give me the tools they give the English broadcasters to do that. Like in New York, for example, this past week, I didn't have a stats monitor. I didn't get paper stats. I was all the way up there. So it's, it's a challenge for me. And I'm, I'm, I'm kind of like a little rain man when it comes to when, I, when I'm broadcasting because I like to get there early to make sure that I'm connected, make sure that the station hears me, to tape my papers the way I like, the way I know I look down or left or right to look for numbers. And when I get to places like that and I, I spend, I like, Put it this way, I was not on the air until five minutes to go in the first half because oh. we needed somebody to reset the equipment, the bricklink, to connect to the station, and nobody yeah. but a union member could do it at Madison Square Garden, and we couldn't find one. Oh, wow. And then the, somebody came in to check for the stat monitor, and he said, yeah, you know, there's something wrong with the line, I will fix it tomorrow. I'm like, thanks. <laughs> but when it comes All right, now to, we're starting to get it. Yeah. When it comes to the fans, I think the fans in New York and Boston are really good at watching the game. First of all, there's no in-arena hose. Like in New York, all there is is like an organ, bang, 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 yeah. bang, and they know that's defense, mm -hmm. you know? And, and the crowd gets into it without being told what to do. Yeah. Okay, yeah. You know, in Boston, it's the same thing. They watch... They boo the refs when they make a call. Like you can tell it. We've been a game where there were five calls made in favor of the Cavs in Boston to start the game. And the first time they made a whistle against the Cavs, everybody clapped at the arena. I don't think that happens in many in many other yeah. places. Oracle Arena used to be like that. Now it's different because it's so big and expensive in Chase Center yeah. that like they cannot lose the the real fan, I think, you know, with all the with all the corporate stuff. But New York and Boston are, to me are just in terms of fans. Are yeah. really good. What are the other sports that you've called, and what's your favorite? Well, I like football because the preparation is, you know, in, in this business, like in any business, preparation to me is a separation from everybody. You know, like so to me, I I study harder for uh, preparing for a football game than I ever did for any of my engineering classes, exams, or anything. <laughs> so to me, football is ent is entertaining. I love it. I love the game. I love the fact that I can actually have a conversation with my with my analysts. It's kind of like in baseball. More time. I, I haven't had the chance to do much much baseball as I would love to. It's my favorite sport to watch. But a basketball is great because it goes quick. But I've done you know boxing, UFC, minor league baseball, uh, little league baseball. Your crazy <laughs> schedule with the Cavs would prime Oof. you to be. Good with the baseball schedule, because he you talked a little bit pre-show, but even just give people a little glimpse of what that's like for you in the quick turnarounds. What do you mean? I'm sorry. With your with your Cavs schedule. My Cavs schedule has been insane this year, and I don't think it, it it's been like that for everybody. Obviously, you know, kind of like what happened to the Clippers last night is it's a, a schedule loss for them. They kind of look at you look at the schedule and you see back to back and and everything like that. But for the Cavs, it's been crazy because we had the West Coast trip in in November to start the season. And then we came home for a game. That was the first ever loss for the Cavs this year against Minnesota. We landed at 7 o'clock the night before, and we're playing at 2 o'clock the next day. So it's it, it been a lot of home road games, which means we come home from a long road trip, we play one game, and we back out again the next day. It, 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 it gets to the point of the season. January is kind of like the July of August. In, uh, in baseball, it's like the heat of the summer, where this is the cold or the snowing every day. <laughs> right. it, it, it appears to me that every time we land at 2, 3 in the morning, it's snowing in Cleveland, or it's windy, <laughs> or it's raining. So Welcome. It's not glamorous to, to travel with the, with the team like many people think, but it's, it's great. I mean, we, you get to see these guys working day in and day out, and it's just amazing. Rafa, when are we getting you to do the, uh, the, the call for big play boxing? Well, whenever you schedule a, a, a car that when the Cavs are not playing, I was all set for <laughs> December 16th. And then I look at the calendar, it's like, whoops. It was fun, man. It was a lot of fun. So next yeah, time, we'll, we'll look at the Cavs schedule. I'll do either the play by the blow by blow, or I'll do the ring. I, I never done the ring announcing, you know? That would be fun. Yeah. yeah. I, you know, when I go to the Mexico, Mexico for the NFL, I do the, the public address announcement. It's totally different than what I usually do. So it's always fun. So I'll do the, I'll do the ring announcing. 
I'll take. I'll go there after go. Michael Buffer. I promise you, I won't butcher names the way Michael Buffer does. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> especially the Spanish names. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. I want to bring us back, kind of talk some current calves. Um, there have been a lot of guys banged up. Like you said, it's kind of those dog days of summer, dog days of winter, mm -hmm. you know, for the basketball season. How do you think that's impacted slash changed JB's approach and what he's been able to do with some of these different lineups? I mean, he was without Dean Wade for a long time. I mean, Mitchell and Garland have both missed their own yeah. little pieces. How does that really affect what JB tries well, to do here? Well, in a lot of ways, I think, first of all, as fans, we want to see always like the winning streak and, oh, my God, the Cubs lost to this guy. First of all, they lost to Golden State. Was a, an egg the size of a T Rex, right? Yeah. What happened? That, right? I was there. What happened in that game? It Rafa? happens to every team in the NBA. Yep. When, whenever, whenever you think you can just come in and pick up the W, and then you get those. Everybody on those roster, on those thirty rosters, wants to either impress the coach, get minutes, or get traded to a team where they can actually get some consistent minutes. So everybody's talented. They just don't get the chance to play all the time. So the good thing is. Proof of last night's W, we learned the lesson, right? We, the, the best thing is not to yeah. make the mistakes often or, or, or all the time make the same mistake. But for JP, I think it has been difficult in a way that, you know, for a, for a while, and you can start seeing the result in this month of January, is that he was trying to kind of play everybody and do, using 11, 10, 12 guys sometimes. And, and he finally, just now that everybody's back, and the good thing about JB, and I think that he get the trust from the players, is that he's straight up with the guys. And, and he share with them, listen, now that everybody's back, we won't be able to play everybody. You won't be able to get the minutes. There might be games where you won't play. There are other games, you know, you got to be ready. But we're going back to the eight, nine rotation, eight, nine man rotation, right. which is what the Cavs have always been able to do. That's how we started the season so well. So. That's what you're going to see now. And you saw the last couple of nights. Yeah. You know, that's night everybody played and everybody scored because it was, it, I mean, it was a, a blowout early. But I think that's what has affected the most about him trying to, you know, Ricky was out. He came back in January. So now you got to try to figure out a way your combinations. Lavert started as, as a starter. Now he's coming off the bench. But yeah. we don't know about Mitchell being out. He's back to being the starter. So that throws off everything in terms of your combination of who plays with who. And, and JB said it earlier this season that there are six, five or six guys that he wants to keep at least two of them on the court at all times. Yep. And I think we know all of them, who they are, and that's what he's trying to do. But when you have injuries, and when you have, you know, the, like Dean Wake leaving, going out, so you your backups kind of become two starters, and, and it just throws everything off. But now sure. hopefully... We continue to be healthy, you know. Donovan Mitchell practiced this morning, so he should be he should be ready to go against Miami. And now we, we I think, the, in New York was the first time in a while that we have been healthy. And then he, you know, he cramped out yeah. in, the, in at the end of the game. So hopefully we we make it through this summer day, through summer winter days, and then the All Star break will be. That's always you know an important part. Of, and and Mike Fratello used to say that that's where he made a living getting his team ready to take advantage of those teams that mentally are already in, in Bahamas or whatever they go for, for especially mm -hmm. now that it's five days. Before, it used to be just a weekend. Yeah. And then coming back, you have the group of guys that really maybe don't, don't see the gym during that week, so they gonna going to take them another week to get back to, to where they were, and that's what you got to take advantage of. Last year, that's where we got hit. We started to get hit with injuries. And it's kind of when the season went down. So hopefully we have a better luck this year with the, with the things we can't control. Absolutely. Good stuff from Rafa talking calves. We're going to move on to Cleveland headlines where, wait for it, we're going to talk some more calves yeah. with Rafa. <laughs> well, so. hold on. Before we get out of this section, I want to talk about this. Chetty Osman, my dad texted me. He said he passed, he's, I think, sixth place Bad now boy, yeah. in threes. He passed Booby Gibson. Yeah. I cannot, for the yeah. life of me, believe he passed Booby Gibson because, like, I grew up with Booby Gibson, mm -hmm. like, watching him. And that dude hit the oh, three. Shoot. And I don't think of Chetty like that. No. Why oh, but he is, He though. is, though. Yeah. Why, why is that? You like want to be even more shocked? You know who's next on the list? Who's that? J.R. Smith. That's no. Yeah, yeah. Really? he's How? only like a hand. He's only like five or six away from Jr. Wow, where's like wow. Elo, 
Steve Kerr, where are those guys? Well, they're way behind him because he's going to be fifth pretty soon. And after that is Kyrie, and there's a big chunk in between JR and Kyrie. But, I mean, he's, Jerry, when he, gets, when he gets hot, I mean, I think he, he might have started the Cavalanche term when, when <laughs> yeah. he, him and Kevin just start shooting threes from all over yeah. the place. Yeah, he's currently two away from J.R. Smith at yeah. five. Wow. And then, uh, like Rafa said, there's a big jump. Kyrie is 723. Yeah. And then Price, then Kevin Love, then LeBron. That's crazy to me. Good, good for you, Chetty. Amazing and good dude too. You know, if you ever want to get followers, just tweet something about Jetty. There are thousands and thousands of accounts on Instagram and on Twitter that all they do is post stuff about <laughs> Jetty and his wife. <laughs> <laughs> he, his wife is. I always tease Jetty like, how does he feel to not be the most famous person in, in at the house? Because his wife is a very, very famous um, movie soap opera star. I didn't know that. And I didn't I know didn't she know. was huge in wow. Latin America since after when she was to the trip. She went to the trip in Chicago, and when we got off the plane, I took a picture with them right on New Year's Eve, and I posted it. Oh my God! I got bombarded what? with tweets in Spanish about how much wow. they love they love, they love her. The power of the jetty. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Nick, all you. All right, Cleveland headlines. <laughs> Programming note, I cannot hear the music, so Ooh. do you want me to do the read now? Yeah, go for it. You, really, yeah. you, can't, you can't hear that music? Mix minus. No. Wow. I haven't been able to hear the music at all. For, for all the segments or just this one? That is correct for all the segments. No. No. Well, good to know now. McNeil's just in the dark. You know what, Dave? Cleveland Headlines is brought to you by ShackNews.com. Shack News, your go-to site for video games and more. Make sure to check out this week's featured Shack Chat, what 2000s game deserves a remake. And remember that you can join in on all the discussions using the Shack News Cortex and subscribing to their Twitch channel. So if you're a gamer, Shack News is the site for you. Check them out on Twitter. Facebook, YouTube, and Twitch at the handle at Check News and at Checknews.com. Good stuff, Chris. Before we get into the headlines, we did have a little bit of somber news today as Cleveland baseball legend John Adams passed away at 71 years old. Um, just a Cleveland icon. I think we could all, everyone in the room could speak to you know, what they mean for their baseball fandom in a little bit different ways. Um, you know, I think for a lot of us, just like growing up at the ballpark in the summer, hearing that drum beat, kind of like an integral part of your Cleveland baseball memory. And I'm sure we all relate to it differently, but kind of the same. And he, he was Cleveland for a lot of people and, and the way that a lot of people knew Cleveland. So we definitely... Pass our condolences on to John Adams and the whole Adams and Cleveland baseball community because he really was one of us. I'm happy Nick. we have a special place for him to live on at the ballpark. We did induct him into the Hall of Fame. Nearly 50 years he provided that heartbeat for Cleveland baseball, yeah. and it was really um, a treasure, too. I got the chance to work with him, and obviously just him and I both at the ballpark so often <laughs> um, in my short career compared to his. But uh, it was he was just such a joy, and I'm happy that at least to see um, he will be living on throughout our we're going to have that drum beat track continue, and yeah. we've got a little bronzed drum for him and a segment uh, at the ballpark for him. But RIP John Adams, and we just thank him for all of the service and the wonderful being that he was. August 24th, 1973, Indians versus Texans. His 21-year-old John Adams mm. first brought that drum into the stadium. An 11-5 wow. win for the Indians. 1973. In, four, in the first wow. 47 seasons since then, now he did, he'd done it for 50 years, but for the first 47 seasons, how many games do you think he missed with that drum? 45. Correct. Wow. Somebody's <laughs> cheating on me. Rafa. <laughs> you know Rafa's a baseball guy. <laughs> Impressive. 
So he he attended an estimated 3,700 games, which is just Ooh. incredible. Incredible. And that was for the younger listeners back at Old Municipal is where he started. And I believe the story is, and, and actually he confirmed this when I talked to him, he was always so gracious with his time. I'd walk up there with my kids and he was always nice. And, and a lot of people shared the same story. He was just so, so giving and, and so willing to talk to the fans uh, just like himself. Um, but the Cleveland Indians did make him buy a seat for his drum back in old municipal stadium. So he had his own and then he'd have one for the drum for season tickets for years. So that's how dedicated a fan he was when they opened up the new stadium. I think they gave him the seat eventually. Um, but uh, it's just fantastic. I, I mean, if you back to those mid nineties, right. And even talking to him when I, when I'd walk up there and talk to him, He'd always want to talk about those teams. Those were always so special to him, mm -hmm. and it was so special to the city. And he became such an intricate, you know, drumbeat, um, yeah. both metaphorically and realistically, in what he did for what the town was going through at that time and what success we saw on the field. And so, you know, part of us dies with him with him um, passing on. So, um, condolences to his family. We've we've definitely lost one of the best fans uh, of the Cleveland Indians, the Cleveland Guardians, and, and Cleveland overall uh, that we won't ever be able to replace. So yeah. RIP John Adams. Well said for sure. My, my take as an implanted Clevelander, back in 1997, like nine of my friends drove to Jacob Field back in those days, you know, doing the Yankees run at the, in the playoff, and I was at Jacob Field when Sandy Alomar, my good friend Sandy, hit the home yeah. with Mariano Rivera. And I remember having that drum beat in my ear, in my head, for so long, right? But as a baseball, <laughs> as a person that, you know, I'm I, I'm a baseball lover. I love baseball. Yeah. I can sit and watch any team and just watch and enjoy the, the game. Um, I knew about John Adams. I didn't know his name. I knew he was the drum guy. And when I moved here back in 2014, I swear to you, he was the first person I wanted to meet. And I got to meet him during the World Series in 2016, took a picture with the man, told him my story about how much I still had his, his banging in my ear, like boom, <laughs> boom. <laughs> and then I also learned that a lot of people from outside of Cleveland relate him as Cleveland, related him as Cleveland, right? But also we thought that his banging on the drums had something to do with the team being called the Indians. And then you learn that it was the noise that people made at Old Municipal Stadium when they were banging on the, on the chairs or on the seats. So I think it was a, a, not many teams have that, I believe, that kind of person that you can actually wow. point to them and say that's a Cleveland, you know, that's the Cleveland Guardians or that's any yeah. other team. I thought the Yankees had an old man that used to walk around with a with a sign that he wrote up and had like a little little pot, a little pan to hit with a spoon. I forget his name, Simon something says or something says. But I, I think John was somebody as a baseball fan that everybody would love to meet him. He was, he was, he was baseball. And, and you hear that story too, from opposing players, like, you know, on podcasts or in radio interviews, when they're talking about Cleveland, it's, it's that damn drum. You know, when you come the to annoying Cleveland, when you're you losing. You like <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And it, it's become such an integral part of yeah. Cleveland baseball. So I'm excited to know so that, that, you know, that track isn't going anywhere. And it hits and different when you're in a long game, yeah. you know, and it's, they're rallying yeah, and like the and, excitement. And by the way, ahead of his time, because 21 years, all in 1973 trying to think of something that he could come to every game yeah and do that i mean that, that's yeah. impressive absolutely it's you know definitely a, Cle a cleveland icon you he know he is and now our guardian yeah so. <laughs> yeah for sure um we're gonna talk baseball don't you guys worry about that as mm -hmm. the winter progresses and as spring training comes closer but let's get back into some more Cavs talk because with that win yesterday the Cavs are now 21 and 5 at home this year. That's the best in the East. What Rafa about this team makes them so so good at home because at home they're like a completely different team to watch. It's it's way more fun. You could hear the arena on the on the broadcast and it just seems like they're so much more engaged at home. Yeah, I wish I could tell you there's something that I can point my finger at and you would think that on the road is a lot easier to be together because you're in a hotel, you sharing meals there's really no kids and wife and our partners coming in and having things to do like for the holidays being for it was great to be home for christmas 
but it was the first time we have been here in for Christmas in a long time. But everybody had family, so those games were also like you know everybody's running out early, no interviews, no talking to the media because they have they have family members at home. So I don't know. Obviously, the fans have a lot to do with it. When they, when they want to be loud, we are loud at at at, at Rocket Mortgage Fieldhouse, and. I, I mean, you got to start from there. And I, I, I wish I could pinpoint something that is, you know, obviously when you go on the road, you're dealing with the other side of the, right. of the fans, right? The, the, the Memphis was loud this year. And then also when you're on the road, you have to be careful when you allow the team and the fans to get in the game. So you kind of have to take control early. And those runs, you know, basketball is such a game of runs. And those are the, the good crowds get into the game really quick. And now... Another thing I, I believe has to do with the difference in records is we have gone from the team that nobody ever heard of to last year, the team that everybody was surprised by, to this year, everybody wants to beat us. Everybody, yeah. wants, to, everybody wants to show that, we, hey, we beat the Cavs. So we're getting the best out of everybody's. We're getting the best, the best version of everybody every in, night at their, at their home. So I think that has to do with it. But but for sure, I mean, the Rocket Mortgage Fieldhouse has been a lot of home cooking this year. Yeah, we, I, we were talking so much last week about just expectations, Rafa, and you know, kind of hopefully getting into one of those top four seeds when we talk about the crowd noise and playoffs, you know, hosting a game one, a game two in Cleveland at Rocket Mortgage Fieldhouse. Do you think that's important for this team this year to kind of have that real seven-game playoff experience in Cleveland? Listen, the, the, the short answer is yes. I could give you the whole thing about, which is true as well, uh, the important thing is that we're getting better. Yeah. And if you think about it, if you take a, if you take out Kevin, Ricky, Donovan, and Jerry, maybe Neto, nobody else have ever has ever played a series, a playoff series. So right. Just getting into the playoff is a goal. I would say one to six would be a, a, a very important thing for us, just to for that growing process. Because we, we are there. We're just knocking at the door, and we're trying to get better. And the only way to get better is to play in a series where the opponent and the coaching staff is preparing for you and just you, day in and day out. Right now, we have an assistant preparing for us tomorrow for Miami, and then another assistant preparing for us that, get, that will do the prep for the, for the opposing team. You know, but when when the when the playoffs come, is everybody putting their heads together yep. against you? So that is a big lesson, a big step up. And and I know you guys are baseball and football fans. It does mean a lot to be in those situations, to be in that in that moment, to learn. You know, the playing games the last season at home was great. You could feel the, but it was a one game thing. You know, yep. not, we want to be in. The, for me, the goal is to be in the playoffs. To play a series, and then like 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 anything anything can happen once you make it there. A lot of, a lot has to do with health. A lot has to do with who you match up is in terms of the rival for that first series. So, yes, one to four is a goal because you want to have the home field advantage. But I think one to six will be will be plenty for the Cavs to be to be satisfied with going into the playoff. Perfect scenario. Who who would you like if if the playoff started today? Who do you think they match up well against? The Clippers last night. <laughs> the Rockets the yeah. other day. <laughs> I think they're all they're all once you get into the playoff, it's all about a matchup. Yeah. Right? You got you got teams that are much more experienced than us. Philadelphia has two guys that have been in battles in the playoff. You know, Brooklyn has two guys that are superstars. If they're playing, you know, when the playoffs come, Milwaukee just recently won a championship. The Celtics just made it to the final, so it'd be a big test for us to be in that conversation, yeah, and to be in that to be in that talk. So I don't think right now we're in the in a position to be picking and choosing like, oh, give me this one, give me that guy. We put me in one to six, and then <laughs> and then I'll leave it up to my coaching staff, and, and 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 they'll figure something out to put us in a good position, and we got a closer. You know, we got a Donovan Mitchell oh, yeah. That, yeah. that can actually take over, and you, he's shown it. Other than the 71-point game, he's shown that he can carry the team in his shoulder. For sure. Next headline, moving on from basketball, Wyatt Teller was named to the Pro Bowl today. He'll be joining Nick Chubb, Joel Batonio, and Miles Garrett 
For the Browns, the Pro Bowl games will begin this Thursday, and we talked about it in the Power Rank. You guys actually watching this? Like how? Like if if you had to create like a like a weekend agenda, how how long of the Pro Bowl do you think you'll watch? Five minutes, ten minutes, thirty minutes? The clips you see on Twitter, or you're gonna actually set some time to watch the Pro Bowl because it's gonna be the first weekend. Saturday, no football. Sunday. Pro Bowl, but really no football. Are, are we really watching this, or like, what's the what's the move this weekend? Let me ask a question that'll be determinant is whether I watch it or not, and that is: is Typico set nods for these things? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right. <laughs> I mean, if there's oh, a yeah. little there'll be some props. <laughs> that, 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 that's there. a lot of that nowadays, Chris. Like, I'm like, oh, this women's softball game looks fun. <laughs> Here we go, <laughs> over, baby. <laughs> The other day, Chris, we were in here on Friday just getting the studio ready, and we had some meetings and stuff. We set up a TV in the office, and I was itching, scratching, clawing to find any remnant of college basketball on the TV, and I think we ended up while finding a Holy Cross game or something. But Holy Cross. Yeah. All right, Gab, so Wyatt Teller and Nick Chubb versus Joel Batonio and Miles Garrett, who's winning Tug of war. Oh, tug of war. Tug of war. Oh, Miles. Any, Who was it? Miles Who was than it? anybody. <laughs> Wait, hold on, hold on. Let me, let me. Uh, yeah, I'll do Wyatt Teller and Nick Chubb. And you got, yeah, you got to separate Miles and Chubb. Okay. Joel Batonio and Miles Garrett. Oh, that's so tough. Really? To yeah, me, not to me, it, to me it is because I'm thinking. Well, of, so Chubb's got a lower center of gravity. Comparatively to Miles, Miles is obviously jacked. Yeah, but, but remember, Chubb's, Chubb's Chubb, legs are for pushing. Chubb, did you see Not Chubb's uh, squats and everything? Yeah. Um, I might Miles. go. I might go with Chubb. I'll be very wow. hard. To, I'll I'll, I'll find team. it very hard for me to put any money on typical sports book <laughs> on Chubb over Miles Garrett <laughs> with anything that had to do with strength. I don't know. But I I don't know. I think that's where it's deceiving, though. I think that's where it's deceiving. Is uh. People think that the 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 size equals the strength, but yeah. I've been super. Um, taken oh, don't back get me by wrong. It. I know Nick Chubb is a monster. He I mean, really he's a beast. he he has that explosive. But I, I have stood next to to Miles Garrett before. <laughs> yeah. What and about I've been humble? <laughs> what about one on one Miles versus Chubb? Ooh. Oh, Miles. Jeez. Miles. Maybe Miles. See, it's, again, it's hard for me to say. Yeah. 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 Unless I mean, you give me good odds. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> Remember, it doesn't matter who cover. It doesn't matter who wins. It's who covers, right? <laughs> <laughs> I think the issue there is Miles is literally six four. Yeah, you know. No, I'm all about the explosive so, strength. So would that I be think Chubb a has positive or negative. I think it's a positive. I don't see how it could. Thing. Could it hurt? He could, but <laughs> Chubb can dig into the ground and just. Yeah. Like, yeah. I don't know. I. We need to I'm remember. Remember, I'm like I'm, ESPN, I'm they would do deep sports science. By the way, yeah, yeah they would do. All I know science. is that Miles is probably going to get tested right after the I Pro know, Bowl. This is <laughs> Absolutely, <laughs> caught too many water balloons. Yes. He's going to be showing his bites at the time. He's like, oh, get the random testing. Rafa, who would be the best tug of war participant for the Cavs? Um, you think? See, now I'm going on, on Gav's side because you would think. You know Donovan because of the fighting him, but Raúl Neto, yeah. he's a fighter. I like dude. that kid. Yeah, I do too. He is one dude that comes in and just disrupts any piece that the opposing opposing players might have. So you know, again, you're thinking and now. Now you got me on your side, Gabby. You see where I'm coming you know. from? All right, Rafa Neto versus Chetty. Tug of war, one on one. Ooh. That's one I'd like to see. That's a talk. I just did that so we could talk about Chetty like and a do a clip. Em. That's a pick em. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that's a, that's Jerry's a strong guy. I mean, Jerry, yeah. Jerry's a you know head first nose nose dive dude, and I love it. We, we, he, Jerry plays better when he's got no breaks, and the, and and JB has allowed him to do whatever he wants to do when he runs downhill. That's pretty cool. And and you know you see he got a chase down block yesterday, yeah. and he's yeah. like yeah. he never gives up, and that, and I think that's one of the things that everybody feeds off from. And last night it was like Turkish heritage night too, so he was playing really inspired. Uh, yeah, yeah. So. I saw that. That's awesome. All right, we're gonna keep talking Pro Bowl with a new segment that Gab is gonna run: Ooh. Two Truths and a Lie. 
Pro Bowl edition. So, so we much Pro Gab. Bowl. <laughs> we have tortured Gab for years with Stub the Flog, and it was mystery subjects that nobody would know. And Gab would be here before the show trying to pry everybody. What's this? What's the topic? What's a What's a hint that you could give me? But now Gab is in complete well, you, control. You with are two more and alive um, for. equipped for the history questions of Browns and the like. Right. Well, you know how it is with baseball cards too. Like we've yeah. pointed out, sometimes it's just tough because we're yeah. like, I don't know. I have no idea. Um, okay, R- Rafa, this is Gab and Nick calling me and Chris old. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I feel, think about how I feel. You guys are talking about throwback games from the 2000s. I'm like. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so our our Pro Bowl edition, and I'll try to keep my poker face. <clears throat> Two truths and a lie. Wait, wait, wait. So how is this working? Yeah, yeah. I was going to say. If I'm you're sorry. unfamiliar with the game, yep. I am going to tell you three. Maybe facts. Three statements. Maybe three not. Statements. Okay. Yes, three, three statements. Three statements. Two of them are true. You will pick out the two truths and you will pick out the one lie. Co- okay. Collectively you, you like, as a group. Would you like to be on teams for this or would you like to collectively? Well, I guess we couldn't do a I team. A collectively. Yeah. Yeah. Right, we'll go so collectively. collectively. We'll make a collective deduction on that. Okay. So, your first statement. Derek Anderson was named to as many Pro Bowls as Bernie Kosar. Oh, these are knowledge through and false. You should okay. probably know that. <laughs> the Browns only had one Pro Bowler from 1999 to 2006. That seems to check out. That seems to be right. <laughs> so you, have to have one. you have to have one. From 99 so. to 2006? Wow. No, because I mean. That's a Joe Thomas question? Right. All right. But, okay. And your third and final statement. Jim Brown has the most Pro Bowls in Brown's history with nine. No, no, that I don't think that's one, true. Was there even a Pro Bowl when Jim Brown was playing? They didn't have the Pro Bowl back then. Yeah, that <laughs> might be the right. Oh, yeah. yeah, he never played the Super Bowl, and he won how many championships? Right. Yeah, nothing was. A I don't bowl think back the NFL then. was so well versed on on promoting and getting money from TV guys. I love Gab's poker face when we just said that too. Yeah. <laughs> that's it. That's the lie. Yeah, I'm, I don't know. I'm just thinking. Was there? This what is was just the first a game of breaking me down, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> when was the first? When was the first Pro Bowl? It can't be back in those days. Usually, when we play trivia, I'm just giving out. Uh, hints. What do I do? The hints. I'm just. I basically give it away. I'm like, you got me. Oh, no. I want you to win. Yeah. <laughs> Could you imagine anybody sitting in a bar going, Jim Brown? I don't know how many Pro Bowls has he been to. Was he really that good? We could probably get yeah. a lot of people with that though. Like you know, like just yeah. drunk guys the at the bar. <laughs> how, how many Pro Bowls Jim Brown been to? Chris, when did when did we draft Joe Thomas? Do you oh, remember? Oh two or oh three. So uh, that would have been three years to oh six. But did he yeah. make the Pro Bowl for a Pro Bowl? Years? So probably not the first three, or maybe he did. Well, somebody. That's tough. I'm just trying to make Gab feel better. <laughs> yeah, I mean, come on. You have to have one. Those years we were horrible, so we had our one each one of those years. Right. That makes sense. Logically, that checks out. Is that checks. like in baseball that you got to so have one lie? player? So yeah. You have to have one player, yeah. What are you? Yeah. So which one are you pointing to the lie? Jim Brown. Jim Brown. Jim Brown. Okay. That is correct. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That was an easy one. Well, yeah, Jim Brown does have you nine, but Joe, but Joe Tom. Does that, does that go? Okay, yeah. yeah. Joe Thomas has 10. Uh, Lou yeah. Groza has also had nine. So Wow. So Jim does not have the most. And Joe Thomas was Wait, drafted. so how many did Jim Brown have? Nine. So he was in Pro Bowls. We were completely Yeah, it was, you were throwing me off with that. I was like, well, oh, he really? was. Yeah. Joe Thomas was drafted in 2007. Yeah, that was bad. Oh, I mean. wow. And the Pro Bowl started in January 1951. There really? Yeah. Oh, so we could have got that wrong, Gab. That was we a good question. Yeah, so that fried. was a good wow. question. Give my money back. Thank God I'm doing with like like credit. Yes. <laughs> Free bet credit. <laughs> I like that. Yeah, that's a keeper. That's a keeper segment. You like the two truths and a lie? You to, I like it. You need it. more than one round, though. That's what oh, I said. Yeah. Remember, we need like three. We, yeah, I was going to, well, okay, let me see if I have any. Uh, you have like a I have Guardians some baseball. Yeah, you have a Guardians one off the top of your head. Let me think. Um, so who was who the 1970 American League pitcher of the year? Well, you guys. Well, that's open ended. You can't answer. That's, that's, uh, that's oh, you need two truths and a lie. Okay, all right, all right. Um, you know, I was a That's guy too much contributor. Pressure. 
Yeah, I was going to say, come up with three different How about the... Can I just do it open-ended, though? Or no? No. Because then it That'd be a work. different game. You could do whatever you want. You would That's know a- this one, though. <laughs> this is... All right. I'll, I'll allow it. I believe yeah. the only player to win an MVP in the American League and the National League. Frank Robinson, no? Yes. Wow. Yeah. There you go. The I don't Orioles. think you're going to get anything baseball past Rafa. I don't okay, either. this is true. This is <laughs> no, true. This is our guy. I'm just a fan. But <laughs> yeah. Um, trying to think what else I have in my back pocket. Rafa wins two truths and a lie by answering one question. Yeah. <laughs> Good job. All right. You know what I have in my back pocket? What? My Tipico Sportsbook app. Yes. Hit the big play bets this week. All righty, get ready to bet with the show crew all season long. Cavs, NFL playoffs, Super Bowl, and a whole lot more. You can bet anywhere, but at Tipico, you're going to get the best odds on your favorite Cleveland sports teams and players with those big play boosts. We're going to hit one, so stick with us. We're going to keep boosting those odds every week for you guys on the Tipico Sportsbook app. So go check out the link in the description of all the show accounts. Download that app to get your free bet credits. You must be 21 years or older to gamble in Ohio. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Let's take a look at some bets. We're going to get right into the Super Bowl stuff, guys. So obviously, we'll have a couple weeks to break this down. Um, And we're going to do what we've been sticking with, with our big play bets and with our boosts, is anytime touchdown scores. And we want to take a look at some long shots at guys that could score a touchdown in the Super Bowl. Um, Eagles, Chiefs, obviously you have Kadarius Toney, Valdez Scantling, Juju Smith-Schuster, some guys that aren't Travis Kelsey, A.J. Brown, Devontae Smith. Um, any long shot on this list that you guys like? I like the Mahomes I was going to say, I'm, I love I'm, the I'm Mahomes on the quarterback. What, yeah. what do you think about my Samaje Pirine I liked pick it. last week? I liked it a lot. I was surprised. You hold, let me give myself a round of applause. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Dave. Air fives. <laughs> you know what I didn't like? And I'm glad we left it out. Huh. The Brock Purdy rush. Oh, oh yeah. 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 I was waiting that. to see that one hit. It did not hit. <laughs> if I told you guys that Brock Purdy would have started the game and finished the game and didn't have a single completion but still lost by over 20 points, what would you say? Oof. Because that's what happened. <laughs> that's tough. That's very Browns-esque. All right, if I'm picking, I'm going Kenneth Gainwell. Okay. That guy is a burner. He is. Yeah, he could break one. And it seems like he's kind of taking action away from Miles Sanders a little bit, so mm-hmm. the casual fan might be hot on the Miles Sanders anytime Especially touchdown. Especially after two touchdowns do last I, game. Do I get any extra payout if I bet that both quarterbacks will have a rushing touchdown in the Super Bowl? Ooh, we could boost it. And that this might honestly be the week to boost it with Mahomes and Jalen Hurts. Kind of two weeks of getting healthy for Mahomes. Yeah. Long time off. Jalen Hurts, we know, is always a dual threat to run or throw in that RPO game. That Mahomes' brother is going to have an encounter with the Eagles fans at some point (laughs) next week. (laughs) Another trusty bet. Minus one thousand. That's a lot. (laughs) A hundred only pays out a dollar. That cannot end well if that ever happens. (laughs) Nick, I kind of like that. I kind of like Rafa's, that, too. Uh, he, he might be going with the big play boost of the week. Yeah, yeah. Mahomes anytime, Jalen Hurts anytime. This also is the first time in NFL history I saw a tweet yesterday, which obviously Twitter, most reputable source on the internet, the <laughs> first time that the starting quarterback for both teams are African-American. All right. Yeah. That's crazy. So I feel like that's wow. a really good bet to boost is rushing Get touchdowns. Get them both rushing touchdowns. Anytime. I like it. All right, Chris, what do you think about this? Mahomes, 287 yards. Hurts, 242 yards. Throwing. Throwing. <laughs> I hate throwing. I mean, throwing. we're Russian right now. So like <laughs> Either of those over. I have a weird feeling it's, it's going to be under. 
I think mm-hmm. that it's going to be lower scoring for some reason. I don't know. I think, I Chris, think- because both AFC and NFC championship games were over, were, I mean, were under yesterday, rather, by like a pretty convincing yeah. margin. Like the, the under was never really a sweat in either AFC or NFC championship game. So just by association, you, I guess you could kind of assume that this goes under. But knowing sports betting, it'll probably be... 50 to 30. Right. It'll go the opposite way. First weekend, everything went over easy. Yep. Second weekend went under, and then you go under last weekend. I, I just feel, I don't know. I think things are going to be clamped down. I think both teams are going to come out a little bit nervous. I, I could see it being a low scoring game. The Chiefs are also banged up, and obviously that two week gap yeah. helps. And having covered Super Bowls, you see that not that much practice goes in that immediate week leading up. It's a lot of media stuff. It's a lot of tape grinding. Exactly. Because they want those rosters 110% healthy, but man, the chiefs were banged up yesterday. Um, You know, obviously Kelsey was dealing with the back spasms throughout the week, which we didn't find out until later. And then they lost Juju for the game and they were, you know, down Hardman at one point, Mahomes was completing passes to guys that I had never even heard of before. And I like to think that I follow football pretty closely. So I do kind of steer towards the under with both of these passing totals, I think. I almost always bet the under in Super Bowls. Like, that's my one a year that I'll do the under on. I'm going over in this one. Okay. I'm over, Chris. I feel like we've gone against each other quite often this (laughs) this season since betting came to Ohio. And I'll go under. Yes. Yes. Over and under. Let's go. Locking horns over the Super Bowl. (laughs) (laughs) We'll see, because obviously we have quite some time, and we'll have another show before the Super Bowl goes on. So let's look at our third bet of which Pro Bowl quarterback would you bet on to win the precision passing completion? We're back to the Pro Bowl. On Thursday. (laughs) I can't get enough of the Pro Bowl. And I don't think we have odds up for this yet, but if you had to where they have to hit static and moving targets, Josh Allen, Joe Burrow, Geno Smith, Kirk Cousins. And then we still don't know the replacement for Mahomes and Jalen. I bet Lamar Jackson's pretty pumped he doesn't have to do this because I remember there was a video last year. Dude, remember that? It was bad. Have they all confirmed that they're going to be there? Joe Burrow is going to be there? Yep. Wow. I think he kind of has no choice now that he's not in it, in the playoffs. I think you have to. Interesting. Mm. That's part of losing the championship game now. Is, is they you have you to, to do this stupid <laughs> static and moving targets. Well, I, mean, I, I go Joey B all day. Joey oh. B, Josh Allen, Geno Smith. Kirk Cousins could kind of be a sleeper because I bet he'd be a long shot. Absolutely not. Did you see when he did his gender reveal? Oh, that's he, true. He almost completely missed it, so that's he's true. out. But is it 1 o'clock on a Sunday? I'm, I'm if pretty sure his throws are going to be at least three yards short from wherever he's supposed to throw. <laughs> Get us odds on that, Tipico. There we go. You know who I'd like to see uh, from a baseball perspective? Because I just saw this come up on um, Twitter or somewhere. Uh, Ichiro. Mm-hmm. Have Ichiro. you seen how accurate he is? Oh, Have yeah. you seen yeah. his stuff? Oh, man. So if we he ever did that part of, uh, part of a baseball all-star thing, that would be actually pretty cool. I feel like so far, like when we look at these all-stars, because we talked a little all-star weekend with Rafa and obviously the Pro Bowl has somehow dominated this whole show. Thanks, Nick, <laughs> for kind of flooding our notes with that. Baseball has like their all-star weekend the most figured out by any sport by mm-hmm. a mile. Because like the home run derby is much wa- must watch. And you can argue like, is it a little rigged? Like when the ball lands is when the next pitch could go. That's so fun to I watch. Enjoy, I, I enjoy the NHL. The NHL is fun yeah. too because those guys do get into the it. Skills too. challenge in the NFL in the NHL is something to watch. Chris, it sounds like you disagree over there. I, you know, the dunk contest is good for the NBA. I like that. These now last it is. few these last few years, Chris, they got yeah. a guy from the G League yeah, participating. It's, it's in well, that's true. They've they've kind of ruined it. It used to be. It great. used to be great. Yeah, it used to be when everybody that actually dunks the ball. Yeah, used to participate. Yeah, but when, right like, now, stars. you would love to see a. a Slam dunk championship between Zion Williamson and Jam yeah. Morant. Yeah. And I would just yeah. like to see more skills in baseball because I think that's really cool that what they're doing with football. And um, we have we probably have so many sneaky athletes. I mean, we do in ba- in the game of baseball. It'd be cool to yeah. to see yeah. like the do, video, the old video that popped up. I could do without own. the celebrity softball game for sure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> this year's NBA dunk contest participants, guys, this is just a, such a crazy... Kenyon Martin Jr. He does dunk though. He's a 
Can you believe, you know how old or how long I've been doing this? His father was a rookie when I was doing the Jersey Nets. Yeah. And I yeah. called his games at University of Cincinnati. I was doing the game in Houston the other night. I'm like, God damn, I'm old. (laughs) (laughs) I was at Miami when he hurt himself going into the tournament. Remember that? Yeah. When I had people crying, who were so just distraught. It was brutal. They weren't going to make a deep run because of it. But he can dunk, though. Yeah, he could dunk. Shaden Sharp, he could dunk, too. Um, Mac McClung, who I believe is the G League guy. Yeah, I never heard of him. And then Trey Murphy, the third. Wow. Okay, can't wait. That's yeah, must watch, Chris. What time is that on so I can put my DVR? <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and Mac McClung is a basketball player for the Delaware Blue, Clo- Blue Coats of the NBA G League. So oh, he's so not he even not on the ignite. ignite. Yeah. How about uh, the three-point huh. contest? Is that, have they deso- have I they... don't think that's been released yet. It's been released yet? Yeah. But I do but look forward to that one. Every that used to be one. fun when the shooter used to be also. Yeah. Like. The guys that well, yeah, Kyrie was good at it when he was with the Cavs. That was fun. Kyrie yeah. Curry used to com- used to participate in it too. Yeah. The the problem with a lot of these is the competitions. They have to explain the rules to you in depth at the beginning of it. Like it used to be, you just kind of okay, whoever hits the most home runs wins. And now it's like okay, you got to get past the first round, and then this round you only I mean, get if five. You hit the Gatorade sign. You like <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. With this colored ball is yeah. two points. With this the golden balls, balls uh, I, I wore three three homers. Yeah, like. This should be so straightforward. Why are we making it so complicated? Yeah. And they do the same thing in the NBA, of course. And, and then that's, they added that's the one f- thing that has turned me off. They added the fact also that they cannot throw the next pitch until the until the oh, ball lands. Yeah. So it, it's and yeah. they never hold true to that though. No. I mean, when we were there, it was like fireworks with baseballs above our heads. It yeah, was it was crazy. fun. It was fun. It was, it was fun. in Cleveland. All right, good stuff. What do you say we call it a show? Huge thanks Ooh. to everybody for Wait a second. In. Don't we want don't we have any more Pro Bowl takes? Anybody? <laughs> Please get us out of here. My one Pro Bowl take is that I probably won't be watching much of it. My my one Pro Bowl take is that bring it back to Hawaii and I yeah. would love to go back and to Rafa will it. be back. Yeah. There we go. <laughs> Huge thanks to Rafa for popping in studio, man. It was a blast having you in here. Thanks for having me. I I I'm impressed by the setup here. You know, obviously Chris was too big for, for me to come here. Like, you know, <laughs> right. I, I don't deserve the full staff, so it's okay. But thank you for having me, really. And and keep rooting for the Cavs, man. Yeah, yeah. Oh, absolutely. Trust me, you don't have to tell me that. We, I, That's never going to be a part of me that changes. Huge thanks to all of our sponsors, Shaq News. Go check them out for the best video game content in the game. Go drink some Labats, and of course, download that Tipico Sportsbook app. Use that Big Play link, and you're going to get... 200 bucks in free bet credits. You can't pass it up. One of the best offers going on on the internet right now. Thank you guys so much for watching the Reflog Show on the Big Play Network. Until next week, we'll see you. Peace. It's time. Streaming live from Cleveland, Ohio. Presenting the undefeated, undisputed heavyweight podcast of the world. The big play! We all